It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Today, I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving and our children. We learn so many things during the holidays. Firstly, do you really know your children the way you think you know them? Or maybe I should say it this way. Are we still or have we ever been living vicariously through our children? You know what I mean by that watching them achieve their goals, and wishing it secretly had been us back in the day, but getting confused between then and now. Well, I just went home and spent four and a half days with five-plus children. (laughs) And it's weird to call them children because they're all young adults. But in my head, They're still my kids. I can still picture them sitting around the table together as they were 15 years ago, all under the age of 10. It just feels like it's constant flashbacks. But my point to this whole thing is, all these years later, we're talking almost 30 years of having children. Anywhere between 20 and 30 years, we think we know our children. We think we know what's on their minds. We think we know what's in their minds. And when you least expect it, out of left field comes this other person that's inhibiting and inhabiting your child's body and soul and mind. What happened? What happened to the child we knew? the one we were so cocksure was going to grow up to be this or wanted desperately to succeed in that. Where did it all go? Was it in our heads? Or was it in their heads, as we believe it was, and we were a part of it as it was happening, but we missed the bridge when they stepped off the curb and decided to go in a different direction? How did we miss that step? That's how I feel after coming home, after spending four and a half days with five plus kids. I missed a step. Not only did I spend four and a half days with five plus kids, the plus was their significant others that I didn't count on spending the entire time with. Not that I didn't like them. I enjoyed them all. But when you come from the position of me, living on my own with two dogs, traveling with those two dogs to my children and my ex-husband, let's not forget to throw him into the equation, and their two dogs and one of my children's other two dogs, we now have eight kids and six dogs with an ex-husband. Would you have survived four and a half days under those conditions? I mean, really. My ex-husband was wonderful. I mean, I don't think we've ever gotten along better. Because we both were under fire. (laughs) We were outnumbered. Too many dogs, too many kids. Gave us lots of time to talk about the past, about the future, about each child. Compare notes, decide what to do together even though apart. You know, the things you're supposed to do with your ex. Really. Anyway, one of my children was sick 
And first of all, when she walks in a room, it's like a freaking whirlwind walks in. The calmness that was around six of us and four dogs all of a sudden becomes hurricane whatever with her, her boyfriend, and her two dogs. There is no keeping up with them. Impossible. And we all know it, and she admits to it. So there's nothing that can be done except to embrace and pray. The whole time I was there, they took pictures. The kids wanted to take pictures with me, take pictures with their dad, and never once did they want to have us in the same pictures. (laughs) You know, they should be over this already. He and I are friends. In fact, I had one of them take a picture of him and I together, and I posted it on Facebook. There's nothing wrong with remaining friends with your ex. And you would think that having five outside-the-box children because they were raised by this outside-the-box woman, they would accept this at this point and stop trying to hide the fact that we celebrate holidays together by putting us in two snapshots. How ridiculous is that? Just ridiculous. Anyway. Everybody wanted to take a picture with me individually. And then the kids got together and they took their group shots. And then they grabbed their dad and they took their group shots. And this one child of mine didn't ask once for me to take a picture with her. So here I am. I've got pictures with four of my kids and my ex and not her. What is wrong with her? Like what grudge is she holding against me? Yes, I know she didn't feel well, but she felt well enough to take pictures with everybody else. You know, when does it end? We've had problems. We've had issues. We've just gotten over a major, whatever you want to call it, mother-daughter bullshit that we've gone through. And I thought we were just fine. And I know how she is when she doesn't feel well, so I give her space. But space is what she abused. She didn't take one picture with me or even ask to. And yet she was standing on her head doing cartwheels with everybody else. All right, so I'm getting over that one. It's not a big deal. But it sure does look funny when I'm on Facebook and I post pictures of my holiday with my children and I give the numbers and they don't add up. I'm just saying, you know, maybe I'm a little bit too literal, but I know in my heart and in my mind that child did not want to take pictures with me for some God-forsaken reason. I looked okay. Everybody else wanted to take pictures. It's not that I'm an embarrassment to be seen with. Never once did I have a word in private with her. Never. The whole time we were there, I saw her for two out of four and a half days. Not one conversation. She didn't seek me out. She almost blocked me in person. Why? Whatever. I mean, I know I can't control the world and I can't control my children. I know that I had a hand in raising them to become the people they are today. That doesn't mean that they are people I like. It doesn't mean that they turned out to be the way I wanted them to be, but I have to accept them 
or who they are as long as they don't do anything negative to me or people that I love. As one of them said to me just recently, Mom, of course we respect you and we expect you to respect us. And I threw up my hands and I said, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. You must respect me. If I gave you everything when you were growing up, years, time, hours, money, shelter, whatever the frick I gave you, I gave it to you. So yes, you must respect me. And I was never abusive. I was always aggressively positive and tried to help them all achieve their goals. But don't you ever say to me that you expect me to respect you. You got that? You need to earn my respect. Well, I think my eldest has a problem with that. And I think my second eldest has a problem with that. Why is that? Why did the other three get it? The first two are problematic. That's what I'm trying to figure out from this trip. So the first one wasn't respectful enough to ask to take a picture with me, and I'm beyond it. I'm past. Goodbye. I don't care. We're not friends on Facebook to begin with. Can you imagine having your child say, I don't want to be your friend on Facebook? What the fuck? She doesn't like sugar mom. Well, I mean, what is there not to like? It's not like I'm talking about things that she doesn't think about. She's almost 30 freaking years old. When is she going to get over this? The others don't have a problem with it. I don't put it in their face. I don't say, hey, have you heard my latest podcast? I don't do any of that shit. I just let it go. I don't even usually put the podcasts on Facebook. I just pray that you find me on your own, which reminds me, you really should just subscribe to the Sugar Mom podcast because while I really want you to hear everything that I'm saying or thinking because I think it might be how you think, I can't put it out there on Facebook because I have these children that don't understand that it's in jest and yet very real and that one day they're all going to grow up and think just like us but they're not ready for it yet. So I can't always put everything I say on Facebook and say, hey, have a listen. So subscribe to the Sugar Mom Podcast so I don't have to chase your ass and you don't have to chase mine. Good? Moving on to child number two. Whoa, the last time I saw this child, this child was in great spirits, filled with positive energy. Oh my God, this child was going to take over the world with their talent. I mean, they had the world by the balls and they knew the answers, knew what to do with it, knew which way to twist it, twist them, feel good, make it happen, watch it pop. Well, I've not seen that child until this holiday and all of a sudden, This child is negative. I don't know what to do. I've run out of options. I'm going to join the service. I'm going to do this. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to be. I was so tired of hearing all of this crap 
And yet at the same time, I was very concerned because when your child talks to you that way at that age, you really need to worry because they could be whatever, manic depressive. They could be entertaining thoughts of suicide or considering things that are really outside the box, like illegal. I mean, when do we stop being the parent? This is the question I've asked you forever. So I sat and I talked and I listened and I offered advice and I tried not to smother and I tried not to tell this child what to do. Because you know, if we tell somebody what to do, they're going to do the opposite. So you want to try and guide them and steer them so that they feel like they made the decision on their own. I did that for two and a half damn hours. By the time I was done with this kid, I was a wreck. One child wants nothing to do with me, really. Second child wants my advice, but not really. Both of which did whatever they wanted, no matter what I said or did. And the other three, as I hold up four fingers, and I think to myself, what's wrong with you? The other three were very respectful, loving knew that I understood if they had to go to work, that I would stay home and be there. I would be that axle that the rest of the world revolves around. And the rest of the world is my children when I'm in town. So if I'm lucky enough to have all five of them at one time, I mean, the odds of that happening are next to nil, but it happened for Thanksgiving. So I told all my friends, that I wanted to see when I was in town, I just can't do it because I'm trying to morph myself around my children's schedules. So I am this axle that is in the middle and I'm watching all my planets spin around me and I need to be the landing post so that when my children aren't working or they're not with their significant others, they know if they land, I'll be there. And when you have five You have no choice. Somebody has to give. And it's me. I want to be there. I want to be that safe zone that they know if they've been out working, tending bar, delivering pizza, doing artwork, whatever they're doing, that they can land and rest and know their mom is there. And they can sit and talk with her and feel good about themselves or ask questions. Or talk about their day. Because I don't get that luxury on a daily basis. Because I'm here in Dallas and they're there in South Carolina and New York. So there I am. The post. The place to come back to. I spent the whole holiday with boyfriends of my daughters. I mean, nonstop. Wonderful magnanimous kids. I can't say anything negative about any one of them, but I never got a chance to be with my kids as a group alone. Is that what life is going to become? One big party? One big, I never get to talk to mom alone moment? One big, I never get to spend time with my child ever again by themselves? Time, that's the part that scares me. When do I have that one-on-one time ever again with my kids? 
Don't you feel that way? Don't you feel like you've lost something? There's the bridge that connected you to each child is jeopardized, not just by time and space, but by somebody else, somebody else that has influence over your child. No matter what you say and what you do, and no matter how much you offer, whatever the length of the olive branch is that you extend, your child has found somebody else that might be better at this time in their life. How do you handle that? Between those children and six dogs and a little video that my ex-husband sent me when I left my dogs behind with the other dogs and went out with my children to go shopping, this video pretty much blew me up because I just couldn't believe it. He sent me a video of my little teeny chewini sitting on the big black recliner chair, howling at the top of his lungs like a hyena, three in a row. Like he was talking, crying, and trying to explain himself, lifting his head up in the air with each cry. I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes or my ears when I saw this. And the caption was, were you aware? Question mark. No. One more thing for my ex to have over my head. No, I did not know that my dog had an issue when I would leave. No. So now not only do I have five children that I have to worry about, I've got two dogs that I have to think, what did I do to them that could cause them to behave in this way? Seriously, does it ever end? Do we ever catch a freaking break? You know what's going to happen? At the end of this recording, which of course I have no script, I never have a script, I'm going to listen back and I'm going to be overmodulated, or there's going to be something wrong with the tone in the recording. And I'm going to say to myself, fuck that. I am so pissed that I have to redo this because how can you redo and re-say what was already in your head and on your tongue twice? You can't. One of the highlights of my trip was the fact my ex-husband's girlfriend who for the last five years has had nothing to do with me, doesn't want me to be anywhere near my ex-husband, doesn't want to hear my name, won't pick up a phone, text a word, nothing to even acknowledge my existence. And I don't know why, because I've done nothing to antagonize her and I've done nothing to reach back to my ex-husband and say, oh, I want to get back together. None of that shit, because I don't. While I was in town, I got a friend request from this woman, my ex-husband's girlfriend. And I thought to myself, well, if it was a mistake, I don't know how to handle it. If she did it on purpose, if I don't accept the request, doesn't it look like I'm trying to hide something, which I'm absolutely not trying to do? And if I do accept, then... I don't want to seem like I'm overly friendly, but I don't want to write her a message either in response to her requesting my friendship. You see how we overthink everything? If the woman wanted to talk to me, why didn't she just pick up the goddamn phone and say, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Why are you sleeping at my boyfriend's house? You know, 
I would have respected that a lot more. But everybody has their own way of doing things. And so what did I do? I accepted the friendship. And I sat back and I waited to see if there'd be some kind of comment or hi or, you know, a little smiley face or anything. Nada. I got nothing. I went to my ex-husband and I said, just so you know, your girlfriend, friend requested me on Facebook. Well, if you had seen his face, he was like, well, what? What? Ha? Ha? Why? I said, you know what? Just chill the fuck out. I don't know why. I'm just telling you so that you could be prepared. He says, oh, well, that must have been a mistake. A mistake? How do you mistakenly request somebody to be your friend on Facebook? I mean, I thought to myself, let me put myself in her place. Could I have done that as a mistake? No. He kept coming back with, well, she's not tech savvy. She doesn't really understand computers. And I'm like, guy, dude, this is your girlfriend. You're the same guy that put a bug on my computer 25 years ago that was not tech savvy. Listen to what you're saying, dude, my friend, that will probably be the executor of my estate. Just listen to yourself talk. God. Still no word on that. And if she listens to these podcasts, I want her to know nothing. There is nothing to worry about. We are so past each other. It's not even funny. It's like I want him to be happy. I'm grateful he has you. And I'll do anything to make you feel better. If you want to ask me questions about what happened for the 27 years that we were married, I'm here. I'm an open book. All you have to do is ask. What other woman could ask for more? Oh, my God. The drama and trauma of the people that surround me. I feel so badly for them. I really, really do. Because I'm not meaning to do that. But here I am. And there you are. So I am an open book. I'm a revolving fucking door. You can ask me whatever question you want 15 times. I'll give you a different answer each time if you want. Or I'll give you the same answer, which is the truth. There is nothing to worry about. We're just friends. Okay, the whole point of this podcast was to ask you if you thought you really knew your children. I... Don't know if we will ever reach the age where we can say yes. They pull so many stunts and make us second guess them so many times. They make us second guess ourselves to the point where I'm here sitting in front of a microphone asking you. Do you feel the same way about your children? So the next time you're with your kids. Ask them a question that you think you know the answer to. That you think you know how they would respond to. Wait for the answer. Don't jump in. Just listen and see if you really do know them. (laughs) You might be shocked beyond words. Speechless, as we might say. Just listen to your children. After you ask them a question you already know the answer to. And when you hear what they have to say, 
Lord, have mercy on your soul. You will be ranting and raving just like me. That's when you'll know. She's not crazy. She's just saying what everybody else is going through, but they just don't know it yet because she's five steps ahead. That's all. That's all I want is some kind of acknowledgement. Yes, I might be a little bit off kilter, for lack of better words, but I am always five steps ahead. But you are too, which is why you're going to ask your kid the question I'm asking you to ask. (laughs) I'll just sit here patiently and wait for you to write me. You can write me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Or you could write me right here on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you have found Sugar Mom on. I would love to know what your response is after you talk to your child. Seriously, I can't be in this alone. It's Robin Marshall. Don't forget to subscribe to Sugar Mom. It'll make our lives so much easier. I really just am past the stage of chasing people. I don't do it anymore. I can't. I don't have the energy. I'm here for the taking. And there's a lot to take. Robin Marshall. You can find me on iTunes with the podcast Sugar Mom. I'm so glad you took the time to listen. And I can't wait to hear your response. (laughs) You and that perfect child of yours. Good luck with that. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. A Westwood One podcast production.